0: We're gonna start half time by talking about Gus. There just a couple of minutes left. Brighton had to hang on with ten men, and here
1: come Palace now. That's a nice pass into the area. Need to get a shot away. There's the drive. Oh, it's in! Sensational 90th minute! Put Palace ahead for the first time in the game, but with seconds remaining, surely that's all three points for the visitors. Hello, everybody.
0: Hello. How are you doing, Tom? I'm, going to, I'm just taking a swig of a uh, lager you gave me called, uh, what's it called, P- Perlenbacher.
1: Yeah, Perlenbacher. Which
0: I think is supposed, to, it's from Lidl, I think it's supposed to be. There are there
1: are other cheap yeah. supermarkets available. Yeah. Well, namely one other. One other, yeah. Cheap. Uh, yeah, good week?
0: Yeah, not bad, yeah.
1: Yeah. Was it nice to to remember the uh, the... Years of two thousand and eight and two thousand
0: and nine. Yeah, and then also, um, I guess, thinking forward to this pod in about fifteen years' time, we'll be able to do something about the Super League, won't we?
1: Well, yeah, we we talked about not talking about yeah. that, and you've taken about thirty <laughs> seconds. Yeah, just, this was the week relevant that, news yeah. that could have been. Yeah, um, the Super League, which by by my. Uh, recognition is still actually running with three teams yep. no three teams yep just real madrid barcelona and juventus is that right
0: what is one of the italian teams can't remember which one it's um, still knocking around
1: but but you know i heard talksport saying that actually uh perez is is a fairly decent guy okay and he um has provided jobs for thousands of people, so we should give him credit for that.
0: Yeah. Do you know what he does? Gone.
1: Builds bridges in America. Okay. I did not... I no have <laughs> idea,
0: no. no idea. I mean, there's quite a lot of very... Bad people who have also provided jobs for people <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> you're a good person. <laughs> no, no,
1: but I think perhaps, and you know, I don't want to put my foot in it with the Talksport listeners, mm. but I, I think life is fairly black or
0: black or white for Talksport. Well, it's very tabloid, it is. isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, like you've got. I don't. Do you listen to Talksport? Not really. I, I could basically, I follow them on. Twitters, so I get quite a lot of like, their viral content. Do you know who Alan Brazil is?
1: Yeah. 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 Well, basically, I, uh, I used to have him to wake up to. Not Ooh. not as a husband. No, but generally. No. But um, I've noticed that any piece of news, he reacts to it like this. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoa! Ray <Ripala!" laughs> uh, I mean, also, just generally... Looking at him, I think he needs to react to things a bit calmer because I'm not sure his heart. No. Is in a great state.
1: No, he, he genuinely do do he generally does look like uncooked offal.
0: Mm, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> That's <is> yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, he, he reacts to everything in this. Whoa! Yeah. So Chelsea. Got a draw last night. I can't do the Scottish accent. Um got a got a draw last night against Crystal Palace. And and then that is the big surprise yeah. that we all knew last night on teletext. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. So, uh Super League is off, but this pod is on. Yeah. Very
0: much on. We are more successful than the Super League. We are, we've been yeah. running
1: for longer. Yeah. Um not got the, the cash injection. Mm. But what do you think of the new studio lamp?
0: <laughs> that is, that is, that's where the money's going, yeah.
1: That money, yeah. I, uh,
0: the, the A millions going on that.
1: Yeah. Well, that lamp is well, a geometric lamp for those that are listening. Um, and I got it back off. I lent it to the local church for okay. their nativity scene.
0: I think it would be really nice in think, nativity scene,
1: actually. Yeah. Except there wasn't electricity yeah, In apart, apart from Bethlehem. that. Yeah, apart from that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's what. Oh, that's our Super League. <laughs> <laughs> so today uh, we're going to talk about Gustavo Poet.
0: Yes, we are. Yeah. One of my faves. Is it one of oh. the topic, or is he 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 still both? Yeah, the yeah. topic.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously he is synonymous, really, with. Brighton and Hmm. the, I suppose, last 10, 15 years. And probably um, is the name that brought Brighton into it, like a, put it on the national map. I'd say so, yeah. Football
0: fan map. Yeah, obviously quite a big name as a player. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, so do you remember him from Chelsea, right from Chelsea or?
0: Yeah, because that, that, that Chelsea team were actually quite cool, weren't they? Like they, it was before like the Abramovich like billions came in, and actually they were kind of like a bit of an underdog.
1: Yes, they. Was he brought in by Vialli?
0: Around then, yeah, yeah. i either...
1: Was this when they were sponsored by Cause Light?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. Oh, those were the days. Yeah. And they had At Zola. I'm thinking more about sponsors. Auto
0: glass had auto glasses. That's the one I, I'm um, picturing.
1: And they had Eddie Newton. Do you remember him? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, guess I wanted so, to yeah.
1: just—you don't remember Eddie Newton? I do
0: remember, ish. Yeah. He
1: scored the FA Cup final goal against yeah. Middlesbrough. Yes. I only know this because um, I did. Uh, I used to do. Every summer, Eddie Newton's Soccer Skills, which, ra- <laughs> wow. which ran at Little Humpton Sportsman behind uh, okay. the, our recording yeah. studio. And um, it was on the flyer. Eddie Newton, FA Cup winner, yeah, yeah. FA Cup scorer.
0: Do you know who the goalie was for Middlesbrough in that game?
1: Um, I could take a punt at it being... was it? was it Ben Roberts?
0: <laughs> yeah, the wow. ex Brighton yeah. goalkeeper. From the
1: From the 2004 four playoffs, playoffs episode, yeah, yeah.
0: It G- was, great guess.
1: Thanks very much. <laughs> um I should say Benjamin Roberts I suppose. Yeah. Full name. Um, Eddie Newton was Edward also Newton. <laughs> Born 13th of December 1971 in Hammersmith. Um he was the assistant to Di Matteo when they won the Champions League? Ah, so FA Cup final scorers—they come in pairs, yeah. and they carry on. Um, so actually, Poyet never, maybe never played at the same time as those two. Um, it's definitely in that era. He was signed
0: definitely in that era.
1: All I remember him as as being number twenty.
0: Yeah, I don't know, possibly. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I remember his sticker in the uh, in the Merlin book. Yeah, we were talking about those the other day, weren't we? The sticker books.
0: Mm. Yeah, I can't remember the. I think the exact details. I know my my main one was definitely ninety five. I completed ninety five.
1: The black one, yes, with Shearer
0: on the front. Shearer was definitely one of the players on the front. Yeah, he he was like the top dog, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, because that was that was still Shearer Blackburn, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Was Shearer also on it on ninety six as well? But Pro- probably. I yeah. can I can see the picture. It was just the yeah, the hand the in the, the classic
0: air. celebration. Yeah.
1: Um, and I think the well we we started all sharing pictures of the old ones, and ninety seven was a teal and yellow yes, combo.
0: Yeah. Very teal.
1: It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the only sticker book I ever completed was France 98 World Cup. Mm, I had that one. That had a really... Weird, like, it was all stickers except Spain, which were little cards, and you could poke their heads out, so they were 3D. Oh, yeah.
0: I remember that. Yeah, what was that, that about?
1: Sp- <laughs> Spanish. Yeah. Good at building walls in America. Yeah. That's why. Um, yeah, I collected that, and... Completed it, but I had to send off. Mm. Did you have to send off to
0: complete your ninety-five? No, I think because I was at primary school. Don't tell me you went to one of the swap shops. I didn't, I didn't go to a swap shop. It's just because, it, like, we everyone in my class was also collecting it. So it's just swaps all it, over the place. You could you can move for swaps. <laughs> You've got someone in the corner doing pogs.
1: <laughs> I'm assuming you did pogs as well. Yeah, I did do yeah. pogs. Yeah. Um. Stickers and conkers for the less cool kids. Yeah.
0: Uh, what else? Slinkies. Um, yeah, I think. Yo-yos. Yo-yos for me were in year seven. Everyone like, and then what happened was I, um, everyone was like well into yo-yos. Everyone in the year had a yo-yo, and then I went on on holiday. Um, and then, I know
1: exactly but, what this story
0: is going to be without you even but, telling me. By the time I came back, I was like, all right, lads, you want to have, have a gun and yo-yos. Uh, like, what's that? X-brain? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, no, we're not doing yo-yos anymore. No, <laughs> we are doing
1: Tamagotchi. Yeah, yeah. I was
0: like, <laughs> I was like what, what's happened? <laughs> Japan has happened. Yeah. Um, I was only away for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> and you, Where did you go? New Zealand, so completely yeah, out of the realms of anything. Anything, yeah. They
1: were just selling Samuel, not Samuel, did I say Samuel Jackson?
0: Peter Jackson? That's what it meant. It's, <laughs> it's Jackson. Yeah, it was before all the Lord of the Rings stuff. Oh, it so, was
1: all yeah, before that. Yeah. Um, but I was going to come back to the point of uh, swap shops. Yeah. they. There's no way... They
0: could ever happen in 2021. No, because I reckon you know, I don't think everyone there was necessarily there with the greatest attentions. <laughs> no. It sounds like you might attract a few dodgy characters. And
1: I always remember it was just at the back of the book. Yes. And you'd have a, like, I don't know, a boy with like a a bowl haircut mm. standing next to a man with big glasses mm. and they're sort of sharing. Yeah. I've got Chris Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i've got rob elliott let's yeah. swap
0: yeah yeah there's no there's no way that exists now
1: and i don't remember i don't remember you having to register mm,
0: no it was you just, just turned to up... show
1: up with your swaps yeah but i think that there was from like the the vague memory i have it's like the dinner tables from school, yeah, and people sitting behind the tables with like boxes. Yes,
0: that you could flick through. Is yeah, I think it's like in like basically like a big gymnasium. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, those kind of like um, I don't know exactly what tables you mean. Yeah, they're kind of like metal rim, but you have, there's no I'm no idea what the in inner bit. Yes, yeah. like, it's like shiny. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah,
1: so you'd have like swap shop in the day. Then in the same venue in the evening, Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> uh We all Sussex by the sea. We all going up win the cup. We Sussex by the sea. So, Gus Poyet. Gus Poyet. yeah. Um, so he came on board and replaced Russell Slade.
0: Yeah, poor old Russell. Yeah. I
1: know. It's, it's sad uh, leaving last week. He is the hero of the day. Mm. but um, It's like a couple of months later. (laughs) Sacked. (laughs) And where did you tell me he got sacked? Or you could not remember because it was... No,
0: No, I don't think it was a little chef like Mickey Adams. It was
1: just over Skype. Yeah. That's why. (laughs) Um, So Gus comes in and now, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but I'm assuming he is Brighton's first ever foreign manager.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think so. Um, Yeah. Unless you include the Republic of Ireland.
1: Yeah, oh. Yeah. Okay. Well.
0: Non-British Isles, definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, and that was quite an exciting prospect? It
0: was. I think it started to the opinion. I actually put a thing on uh, Northland Chat the other day, because I was trying to remember who else was in the frame to get the job. Um, and apparently, Steve copple had turned it down before.
1: He... And he must have realised that sloppy seconds don't really work. <laughs> yeah,
0: don't. Yeah, literally the manager almost directly before.
1: So yeah, because Steve Coppel wasn't at Reading no. by then. Yeah, I, I it was don't, quite a no while way. after.
0: Yeah, he probably would have been knocking around.
1: I don't think what I don't know what he did after Reading actually, because no. I think he got sacked at Reading uh, in two thousand and. Eight From memory, mm. because uh, he stayed up in the Premier League, Yeah, and I think they, they finished like seventh or eighth and had some really great wins, and then it was like a classic second, second season, yeah, yeah. Um, so but yeah, I think he got sacked then. I can't remember who came in, whether it was Brian McDermott by then or somebody else in between, mm. uh. So, he would have been out of the game. Yeah, but turned it down, doing yeah. something else. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. So yeah, and I think it definitely was a cause it's, Tony Bloom had just taken over as chairman uh, in that summer. Um. So it's definitely like a big, like sea change, really, in terms of. A bit of a signal of intent, I guess, to get this actual like quite a big name guy in but he hadn't actually managed before, so it was still but quite a big gamble,
1: yeah, so any idea how that would have come about?
0: No, I think I know he because he had been an assistant manager at a couple of clubs um where was he assistant so he was assistant to Juan de Ramos at Tottenham
1: ah uh, yes now yeah. Now I can see him in the coat. Yeah.
0: So he would have been assistant last time they won a trophy. Yep. <laughs> also um, relevant. <laughs> yeah. Um and then he was assistant to Dennis Wise, um, who who managed Swindon and Leeds.
1: And didn't he cut didn't he come off the back of one of those jobs? Um
0: yeah, I think the so Leeds, Leeds one won. would have been most recent, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know if it was completely back to back, but it was definitely would have been around then.
1: And so he comes in and uh you were
0: bottom at the time is that right? Uh, in the relegation zone. I don't think i don't I'm not sure cuz there's four teams go down from league 1, so Oh yeah. Um yeah, I, we, I think pretty sure we're in the bottom four. We just lost 7-1 Huddersfield, so Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> okay, so um just lost to Huddersfield and In a precarious position, Mm -hmm. in he comes. What's the general mood?
0: I think, I think, general excitement, to be honest. I think, I think most fans are quite excited. We had an all right team, like most of our players were pretty decent. I think it was a bit of hangover from the previous year where we still had like loads of players that we're trying to get rid of, yeah, that, that were rubbish. Um. And I think it was just case kind of fine tuning a bits Like the defense was like pretty shoddy, but I think they were good defenders. It just wasn't organised very well.
1: Okay, and uh, so the first game, mm-hmm. it gets televised as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you think that's because new manager?
0: No, I, uh, I think I think he'd only just, it pre-scheduled. Yeah. Um, well, which was. Well, Sky are uh, really obsessed with derbies yeah they 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 really think that Brighton and Southampton is a derby and it really isn't at all no really like there's no feelings either way to be honest
1: no Southampton are too busy with their own and then you know Brighton and that one yeah
0: (laughs) There's, there's no rivalry between Brighton and Southampton at all but Sky always televised what Bright- they call it the 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 South, South Coast, Coast Derby, yeah. So Brighton Bournemouth always gets televised as well because they they they're obsessed with that being a derby or rivalry. <laughs> it's like it's absolutely miles away, Bournemouth.
1: Southampton and Bournemouth um, don't even really have a rivalry, really.
0: No, not too bothered. No, I think Bournemouth try and chip in on the Portsmouth Southampton thing, but they're not really that bothered.
1: As a slightly posher mm. friend, yeah. <laughs> um okay and the first game 3-1 away at Southampton. Yeah. Southampton mm. were the big players weren't they in the league?
0: The yeah the so we had uh Southampton Norwich were in there Leeds were in there um and I think maybe Sheffield Wednesday as well. But Southampton were I think just come down but I think they had been hit with a points deduction so were kind of in Oh yeah I remember that. Position.
1: And they had Nigel Adkins in charge, didn't they? Yes, I'm sure he did. Yeah. The the former masseuse. Yes. He always feels to me a little bit seedy. Mm. He went from rubbing players down.
0: Mm. Yeah, I've never quite warmed to him. Did he manage? He must have managed Reading. He did manage yeah. Reading.
1: Yeah. He got um, Southampton and Reading both went up to the Premier League. South he got sacked at Southampton. Then oh, yes. Brian McDermott yes. got sacked, and yeah, I remember that. He just shifted one place down <laughs> yeah. the league. Um, yeah, and he always got—he was quite smarmy. Mm. Uh, okay, so three-one away win. Um, everyone's pleased. Yeah, but then three defeats in a row.
0: Yeah, I think he was trying to completely overhaul the like playing style. He wanted to play this kind of really fluid passing football. Mm. Um which you in League One you kind of do need specific players for because not all League One footballers are capable of doing that. Um so it does get off to a bit of a rocky start generally.
1: Um and those those players are notably uh not around until January. Yeah. So it kind of takes until that long. Yeah him to kind of get his feet in under the table, as it were. And he brings in uh, Calderon. Yep, one one of of our our favorites. Oh, (laughs) there we go. (laughs) And and also Marcus Painter. Yep. Now, have we talked about Marcus Painter before? Not really. Um, Because I would love him to have featured on my Trumpton. Do you remember in episode one? I told you that all of the Brighton players just sound like they were in yes. the episodes well, of Dropped.
0: Yeah, because I guess he, he could be Billy Painter's brother, couldn't he?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, no relation. No. Where is Marcus Painter from?
0: Um, he, I think we signed him from Swansea, but I don't. I think I don't know where he's from. Generally, so um, but it is Marcos Painter. That's okay, not, that's not a typo.
1: So what I mean is, where is he from? <laughs> is he from Swansea?
0: I don't know. Is he British? Yes. Marcos. Yeah, yeah I, I, I believe. I believe it was a, it was a um, spelling mistake on his birth certificate.
1: Seriously. Yeah. yeah. And that isn't a big. Usually, that kind of anecdote
0: is written in capitals on the <laughs> notes that you send me across for this. Um, similar to the current player, Alexis Mac Space Alistair. Is that's a typo as well. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. Like several generations ago, because I, I think. It's...
1: Yeah. Well, I know this is he's too recent to talk about, really. But I have wondered how uh, Mac Alister shows up with the name Alexis.
0: Well, so he's so he's Argentinian. Yes, um, I know. That, but and... he uh, so Argentina's got a massive uh, like Irish, Scottish, and Welsh community. Okay. And so I think he's like he's of Irish descent, I think, rather than rather than Scottish. Might be Scottish actually. Um, but like several generations ago.
1: So basically a clan went over there. Yeah. And why are they going over to Argentina?
0: I think uh so in the uh late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds they had quite a booming economy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Marcos Painter is from Solihull. Oh right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so they're both defenders, and they're coming yeah. in January uh, with a very specific plan to shore up what yeah. is
0: leaky. Yeah. So they they they're, they were full back, So Calderon was right back, Painter mm-hmm. was left back. So they, it's just and it almost overnight completely just solidified the defence. Really.
1: That's amazing. Um and results start to improve. Uh and you added to the pack with Loire Loire,
0: Yep. What again one definitely one of my faves.
1: Um Ashley Barnes. Yeah.
0: Ish. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah.
1: Yeah. Burnley. Yeah. Um and he's
0: more suited to Burnley than Brian.
1: And talk sports, Lee Hendry. Yep. Who you capitalised. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> why did you capitalise Lee Hendry just because it was, it was weird at the time that we again it's one that, it was a little bit like the Robbie Savage thing where we weren't really used to signing players that were like people that people had heard of mm. um, I mean even though Lee Hendry hadn't really been at the top of football for a while at that point but no, um, he was alright
1: see I remember him from the stickers from yeah. the ninety stickers. Yeah, yeah. Villa.
0: Yes. Yeah, that that was his that was his peak, wasn't it? Played, played a game for England, I think.
1: I think so. I'm mainly thinking about whether or not he
0: had curtains and I think he did. Yeah, I, I I'm picturing him more of like the frosted Tips.
1: Ah Yeah. Well, do get in touch with us. Sh- when
0: he went out of Jay Goody for a bit.
1: Why are we not making more of a thing <laughs> of that? <laughs> I liked Adam Alab. Did it? Okay, so uh, anything else that you want to add to that section? <laughs> what
0: about the Lee Hendry section? Well,
1: <laughs> just uh, the signings and...
0: One of a uh, few... There's, a, I think, only is two ex-Brighton players were on that Harry's Heroes programme. Oh. <laughs> Lee Hendry and uh, Mark Chamberlain. Alex Oxley Chamberlain's dad.
1: That, did you like that program? Not really. What? Why not?
0: I think, um, other
1: than the fact that Harry Redknapp is just Mr. Showbiz now,
0: <laughs> yeah. I I I found it mostly quite sad that program, to be honest. Oh. Well, it's just like they're most the blokes. They're blokes like in their fifties and like still kind of behaving like they're eighteen. Yeah. Um and yeah I, yeah I don't know didn't really enjoy that much but there, were, there was some nice like, some profound parts like definitely like Paul Merson opening up about his uh, some of his addiction problems and stuff like that that was quite I wasn't necessarily expecting that from the, it didn't go with the tone of the programme the rest of it was just like Robbie Fowler getting his arse out and stuff yeah <laughs> and then we yeah. got Paul Merson breaking down in tears like 20 seconds later
1: it was quite itv too. Yes, yeah.
0: Um,
1: I hope you've realised that you are now definitely being soundtracked by some emotional... Probably The Scientist by Coldplay. While he was... <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you had Dear Old Harry talking to Razor Ruddock.
0: Ruddock I... was quite... That's quite sad as well, I think. He's just... didn't,
1: he take, didn't he take him for a fry-up?
0: Yeah, don't take him for a fr- Please, just... Can someone take him for a salad? But I lo-
1: <laughs> I do love, well, ish, tongue-in-cheek love, that Harry Redknapp went into the jungle and comes out and is suddenly, like, essentially the football version of Ross Kemp on Gangs. <laughs> if somebody don't talk to Neil, he's going to kill himself. Bloody hell. Oh. i better take him.
0: For a fryer, <laughs> yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't quite thought that step. Ari,
1: Ari, I've only gone for the small option today. Look, Neil, have you thought about it? Your kids, your wife, you're <laughs> gonna be dead. That's 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 basically. Yeah. Um, it's either that or hit like Rednapp is now the the understudy
0: for any film Michael Caine can't be in. Yeah, maybe he's going for that. I can see him doing a bit of panto. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a Panto Italian job.
1: I'm almost certain that pre-COVID that year, so what would have been 2020, that they did announce in London that Harry and Jamie were going to be in a Panto in London. Oh really?
0: I can't see Jamie then. He's not got the charisma for Panto.
1: No, but he's too busy. He's too busy hanging out with uh, James mm. Uh Okay, we've. Definitely sidetracked, which is probably a good thing, because um, everybody else that's listening to this already knows everything you're telling me. So they want to yeah. hear about fry-ups. Um, okay, Brighton uh, lose just three of the last 12 games. Yep. So you've summed up the this, this season quite quick. He gets signings in, it's yep. all okay, and you finish 13th. Yep. Um, pleased for that? Yeah. Is that that's a step
0: to like build on? Yeah, I mean, b- bear in mind, like the previous season, we'd just stayed up on the last day of the season. It, spoiler alert if you haven't listened to our 2008 2009 episode, but <laughs> um, yeah, so it was in it was an improvement, and it particularly we'd finished the second half of the season quite well.
1: Mm. Um, just side note, any idea how far you went in the FA Cup or anything like that?
0: Yeah, because I went to, uh, uh, we went out to Aston Villa, so, uh, so I went to that so Villa Park. Um, yeah. That, that was quite cool because I'd always kind of wanted to go to Villa Park and we played really well. I think we lost 3-2 and Villa were quite good at that point. It's when they had um, people like Ashley Young and Fabian Delph and people like that. I think Martin O'Neill was the manager they were like, that seems about right they were at like quite good at when that they point. were
1: finishing sort of fifth sixth yeah, yeah. Um, and League Cup probably not that bothered about that mm, I can't remember League Cup no no because no it idea. wasn't one of the greatest nights in Albion's history cue clip <laughs> no um, okay
0: I don't remember it at all oh, I don't know I can look it up alright I just no I was <laughs> I'll check it for you Oh, you, you, so it wasn't quite the you know, the great moment of the previous year, is that? No, not? yeah, that was yeah, that okay. was my angle, I, I and you. I and I, I,
1: I saw a chance for us to hear a lovely bit of that again. That DVD. <laughs> um, okay, so just set me up uh, for two thousand and ten, two thousand and eleven. Yeah, the backstory going into the season. So, You've titled it as one of the greatest seasons in Albion's history. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So... Spoiler alert, you probably don't get relegated from that. <laughs> um, so, new kit. And that's it. <laughs> right, see you next week, guys. Um, we've got a... Uh, it's basically... It's quite similar to the current one, actually. It's got like, blue with very thin white stripes. Um,
1: the, there is a man in the Little Hampton mobile phone shop, though. Uh, who fixes phones and yeah. sells you dodgy ones, um, who really doesn't like the new shirt? Okay. And uh, I went in there to buy this actually, yeah. And it took about forty-five minutes. Just slacking off the new kit massively. Wow. Here, uh, it's not brighter though. It's not. It's not the original blue and white, is it?
0: Mm. I mean, it is blue and white.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the away kit?
0: Um, I've, They'd learnt their lesson, yeah, I'm sure. It, it was red and black stripes. Stick with the stripes. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so we've got um, brought in some pretty decent players. Um, so, so signed Ashley Barnes on the permanent deal. That was a good signings. He'd, he'd been playing quite well. Uh, Kazenga Lualoa came for another loan. Um, Matt Sparrow was a good player. Um, we signed this really old Bulgarian right back uh, called Radostin Kishichev, and then immediately played him. In- I'm so glad that I didn't have to pronounce
1: that. I was I'm, I was thinking, ask him about, and I was, oh, I'm not going to be able
0: to do that. <laughs> so he he played quite a lot for Charlton when they were in the Premier League, Radostin Kish- as a right back. Okay, and then we kind of had him as a defensive midfielder, and he was absolutely incredible. He's like 39. It got like completely grey hair, excellent, um, and and then you signed uh,
1: Gordon Greer, yeah, from Swindon, yeah. Now they had finished higher up,
0: yeah, the, the, the season playoffs. before. Yeah, yeah,
1: So I mean, it leads me to ask the question: Why do you think he would choose to come down? Do you think
0: Poyet had just sold him the dream? Yeah, it's possibly. A, so a, Poyet was really good at signing players. That's his thing. He's he's a bit of a charmer and a bit of a kind of, he could just sell the club, really. And it's a, I think that probably was a lot of it. I think he probably saw this idea that Brighton were going places, Swindon weren't. And uh, yeah, got him to come. Because he, he was Swindon's captain as well. So it was quite a big signing at the time.
1: Great. Okay. We'll um get into this season after this little break.
0: I still have no communication, no text, no email. I didn't receive anything in my phone.
1: So, um, into the season, talk me through.
0: So we are... Everything's clicking, really. Um, We are just playing this incredible brand of football. Um, I don't think anything like that has been done at that level before it was like it was really dominant and like very attractive type of football um with like players that like weren't they weren't big stars really and it was like you it, they just managed to get in this group of players that were all kind of comfortable on the ball and then had some quite good golf scorers as well it was it was very um yeah, is I'd say the most confident I've ever been as a Brighton fan of like every game. You think, yeah, we're probably going to win today.
1: And um, you lost just the one time in the first fifteen games. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, that put you top of the league.
0: Yeah. So we we go we go top with a win against Oldham, which I think was in kind of late September.
1: Twenty uh, fifth of September. Twenty fifth of September.
0: Um and we're top from that point
1: and that's where you stay yeah um what uh is quite funny to to reminisce it on is that uh the aforementioned nigel adkins yeah, had something to say about brighton didn't he yes (laughs) and what was that
0: so he was asked in a in a uh rub down yeah (laughs) pretty much rub down um he's basically asked like you know I suppose it is on the context of you kind of see Southampton as being one of the...
1: Yeah, because Southampton had, uh, well, Liverpool's team.
0: Pretty much, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> like They had... Um, it was a ludicrous team for League yeah. One. Like, Adam Lallon is obviously now at Brian, Alex Ol- Oxlade-Chamberlain, uh, Ricky Lambert. Um, Schneiderlin. Morgan, as a, who ends up playing for France later on in his career, Schneiderlin. Um, Jose Fonte won the mm. European Cup of um, European Championship of Portugal, and Jack Cork. Yeah, <laughs> through is He's still a Premier League football isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Dean Hammond as well, who'd been Brighton captain before he was playing for Southampton. That, that on paper, much better team than Brighton.
1: Hence uh, Hammond's venture into rubbing down as well. Mm.
0: Um. So he's basically asked, uh, kind of do you see do you see Brighton as a you know promotion contender and his his answer was very much well, you know they can keep up with us maybe
1: <laughs> does he know how the table
0: works <laughs> yeah. because Brighton were top at that point <laughs> as well yeah um
1: so uh, you you wrote down on the notes that a lot of the games would be like seventy eighty percent of the yep. position. yeah, and that Calderon has said that often the opposition said. They had no idea how to play against yeah, teams like this. so they were
0: literally looking at their their managers like, "What on earth are we supposed to do here?" And like, like haven't got look like. I think the main thing that really caught teams out was they were, we'd be passing around at the back, and from like the first minute, mm. and what would usually happen is that their strikers would just be chasing after the ball. So after about twenty minutes, they were absolutely knackered. Like yeah. like, it's like running around the headless chickens for like the first twenty minutes, and then it can do, can do anything for the rest of the game.
1: I uh, I mean, how did that feel as uh, as a nostalgic Brighton fan mm. that the style had changed so dramatically? Um, did you enjoy it, or was it boring at any point?
0: No, I loved it. Yeah, because I I uh, I've always quite liked the continental style. So, and and also it really wound up the kind of. Uh, gamony aspect of Brighton's fan base because mm. they're like get rid of it <laughs> yeah. you, used to hear, you used to hear that a lot minute two yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the there's a there's a still a thing with a lot of English football fans that I just don't think we've grasped that defenders the modern defender it, 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 is most quite comfortable on the ball
1: well yeah most notably with John Stones
0: yeah and it's like we instantly, a defender gets the ball and we want them to launch just, it yeah, as soon yeah. as possible.
1: Rosette, again, this is very talk sport. Yeah. The amount of times you hear them on talk sport say, and sometimes you just have to get rid of it and into Rosette. Yeah. Often it is actually an ex-Arsenal defender mm. on in the morning. Um, whoa! <laughs> 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 I'm going to find a clip. Uh Okay. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going from there. Uh, so, top of the league. Yeah. Uh, Facing, like, a daunting march. Yeah. With eight games. Yeah. I, so think,
0: I think they've been a bit of a kind of fixture pilot because of, like... Ice weather. cloud. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Ash cloud or something. Yeah.
1: Was it around that time?
0: Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how affected League One was by the ash cloud. <laughs> 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 it's Enough. Probably, it's, it's probably just rain.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So eight games. Yeah, and you won all eight of yeah. those.
0: Yeah,
1: against the the heavyweights of Yeovil Town, Carlisle, Brentford, Tranmere, Oldham, Notts County, Swindon, and Dagenham. Yep, and Redbridge. It, yeah, yes. don't
0: forget Redbridge.
1: Yeah, that's not a ninth game, anyone <laughs> else. Um, yeah. So there was still. Frustration from the fans, there, as you've already said.
0: Yes, yeah, so I um, I was actually fortunate enough to meet Gus Poy I think it was the Notts County game. Um, so I, at at that point, I was a I was, I was studying journalism, um, at City College in Brighton, and uh, we'd I, I was I was doing a sports module as part of that, and we'd been given press passes for a couple of games. And uh, one of which is not game, and the the pre- the press secretary said, uh, "You can kind of come down and do the the post match, where all the post match interviews are, for like the Argus and BBC mm. and that kind of stuff." And we'll try and get you like thirty seconds of gas after the game. Um, he ends up talking to us for about twenty minutes. Seriously, so it's, <laughs> it's like and he's like nonstop. He's like he's like so hyper as a human, right? He's literally. We've been told we would get like thirty seconds. Basically, what we wanted was like a short quote. So we, we would have been doing like a match report, get a little like sentence quote from him, and he and he was just like talking to us about like the philosophy of passing football, and like going back to like nineteen seventies Ajax and things like that. And I thought- Gus,
1: this probably ain't gonna make it into the. <laughs> yeah. What 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 were you writing it in? Uh, we had
0: we had like a student paper. Yeah, it is was like an online version of a student paper. Yeah. Um,
1: Big yeah. readership. Not
0: really outside of City College. I don't if-
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't there wasn't the hardcore Ajax nineteen seventy passing I, style.
0: I doubt many Ajax fans were reading. No. No. They have good articles though. But-
1: so basically, what you're saying is similar to this pod, minus all of our international listeners. <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty much.
1: Um. Okay. So, so you had a long time with him.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah. So he was saying that um, he the one thing he struggled with was trying to get some elements of the fan base to accept his style of play in the lower division because it was so alien to. Mm. Um, fans at that level, I think it's actually slightly more common now. I think um, s- since then, really, you do get more teams that have kind of played that kind of style of football that perhaps bring in foreign managers. Um, Brentford being quite a good example. They they've since they're in League One, they've kind of played quite attractive style of football, mm. um, and they quite often go for like a German or a, I think got a Danish manager at the moment, but.
1: Again, that's something that Reading did flirt with with Yapstam.
0: Yeah, I so I remember when Yap Stamp was Reading manager because it's when, um, when Brighton got promoted, and I think Brighton beat Reading, I think three nil, but Reading had about seventy percent possession, and it's literally like, and it and I think f- slightly fast forwarding pr- probably to the next episode, it was quite similar to when Gus Boy was in the Championship where. He was just kind of like a little bit outwitted mm. um, by more kind of wily, old school managers. And Chris Hewton was quite good at that, of Brighton. That yeah. We could kind of soak up pressure and then just hit Reading on the break three times. But it's, it's actually quite similar. It really reminded me of Gus Poirier.
1: Yeah. I don't know where he's, uh, where he's gone, actually. No. Because um, well, I think when, when he showed up, there was a lot of uh, fanfare about mm. the same sort of thing yeah a, a new way of playing um but i won't railroad that um okay so uh promotion seems inevitable Yep. um and what was that like
0: quite weird um because we uh so this is 2011 wasn't 11, it yes. so we hadn't been promoted since 2004 um had an experience. The prom- promotions are really exciting, mm. um, and I think just to do it in such kind of dominant fashion, particularly with some, there was, it was a tough league as well. Um, you had some really good teams in that league, um, so and and no one can really get near us. that It was never a much of a title race, really. I think Brighton were always relatively far ahead. Um, so yeah, it was it was weird because it's like we were we were suddenly good. Yes. And and also we had the excitement that we knew we were moving to the new stadium, the following season as well. Um. So yeah, it was it was it was quite weird.
1: So was there any uh any fans that were a little like it's not like it used to be?
0: Hmm. I, I'm not so much at that point. I think the with when we're still with dean that was quite a core fan base it didn't um that that is that was the kind of hardcore group of fans really who are going consistently with dean um so you didn't really get it that much but definitely that that changed quite a lot when we moved to the new stadium and suddenly acquired kind of double the fan base that we had at that point. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think that there's definitely been an attitude change with Brighton fans since we've been at the new stadium. It was never we were, we we were would never had any kind of hint of arrogance from we it with because in the end of the day we we're still playing it with Dean. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't matter how good we are, we've still got the worst ground in the football league. So <laughs> Yeah. Um
1: so I actually remember Going with one of my friends, um, in fact, one of your friends, um, to to sign up for a season ticket. All right. And it was still when they were just sort of selling them, like, it wasn't a waiting list. It was just going no, to the door. Yeah. And I went and I decided at the counter that I wasn't going to get, I, I wanted to see football every week. Yeah. Um, And it seemed that loads of our mates were all getting one. I just thought, oh, I don't know if I can justify this money. Mm. I've never regretted something more because, obviously, it's been quite an exciting journey yep. from that point onwards. Yeah, and and in a way, the reason I'm saying this is because a lot of that is all to do with the seeds that Gus sowed Very in this so in this season, absolutely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you could almost sort of pinpoint that moment. Mm. Uh, it's like I said at the beginning that Brighton went national. yeah. Maybe to some extent, a little bit international, perhaps.
0: Yeah, I mean, he cause he's quite a big name in uh, Spain because he he played for um, um <laughs> in Spain, and so he's quite a big name in, in Spanish football. So definitely, um, when we were signing Spanish players, it was because of him. Like was that, that was the link. Even though he isn't Spanish, but he. Um, that was the link we had there mm. um so yeah it was definitely we we were quite an obscure team from a crap ground before then really
1: um so talk me through the, the sort of the curtain call on the with dean
0: yeah so it, it was quite weird because um We've gone un, we'd unbeaten all season at home, but we knew our last two games were against Southampton and Huddersfield, who are second and third in mm-hmm. the league, um, and they were they were pretty much neck and neck for the second automatic spot. Um, so we did lose our last two home games because we had nothing to play for. Cause we'd already won the league, um, and they obviously, and I think actually both of them were quite late winners. Um, it was it was weird because it was like. With Dean was rubbish. It's it's a rubbish football ground, but it held so many. It was actually quite a successful period for the club in largely. Yeah. I think we
1: yeah. I mean, you got DVD. Yeah,
0: um, and we cause we had uh, it's four promotions in twelve years mm. in, in that period, and against all the odds, really, because we that most of it. We didn't have any money at all, but um, so it was. It was sense of we weren't really sad to see we go really because it wasn't it wasn't our like home no it's a very much temporary thing um i think it's more about the excitement of because we'd waited since it's come 1997 really for a actual ground so moving to that was more of a kind of sense of excitement especially as we were quite an exciting team as well
1: and did uh did it all end with a, with another pitch invasion?
0: Um, there probably was a pitch invasion. You'd imagine it. You've just won the league. Yeah, there definitely was in the game that we got promoted, uh, which was uh, Dagenham. Um, we played Dagenham twice in like three games. There must have been because of the fixture backlog. Um, I'm pretty sure there was a pitch invasion that game. Must have been the last, probably the last with Dean pitch invasion.
1: No wheelchair that time.
0: Mm, don't think so.
1: Not from what you can remember, anyway. <laughs> um, and so that's, that's actually where we're going to sort of close this yeah. chapter, as it were. Yeah. Uh, seems like quite a fitting place to to just pause. Mm. Um, but so, what were your what were your lasting memories of with Dean?
0: I think. Uh is very much unlike my formulative years because it's my teenage years mostly mm. um so it's definitely when i really i i, I, I was a brighton fan but probably more slightly more distant i think when we got to fifteen probably when I got like really into it yes um so yeah it was it is, it is quite like a an important time for me really um but a lot of it was rubbish. Yeah. Like the games in like middle of February and it's pouring down rain with no cover on the stand. They were really grim. Um, and it definitely says a lot about the kind of will of Brighton fans that we stuck through that really. Because it, yeah. it was really grim <laughs> at times.
1: Um, do you remember... What 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 were the delicacies being sold at with Dean?
0: Not much because there were, we um the 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 most popular ones had a really um substantial bacon baguette, and it's quite cheap. There it basically so there's no, there's no alcohol at the ground. Um, I'll uh,
1: call off the field trip then.
0: <laughs> there definitely isn't now. <laughs> um, and they just had some like they just got like kind of cheaper caterers okay, in for each game, like wheel them in in like vans type thing. Right. Um. Yeah, the bacon baguette was the, probably the main one. Apparently, the worst place to go was, and I will show you when we go there. So the the way end they ended up at, cause they kind of just carried carried. They kept adding stuff onto it. Yeah. <laughs> um. The way end for the last few seasons. was, Absolutely miles from the pitch. So also had the running track, and it was like behind the running track, but quite low. So, you, but you couldn't see the other goal basically. Right. Um, but apparently they had, they held about nine hundred people, and they had like one catering van for nine hundred people, <laughs> and they apparently just sold out every game because after like five minutes, because they just... there they was clearly not enough, and also there's nothing else to do so it's not like you can kind of mill around or anything it's just kind of just got to sit in your seat that's miles away from the pitch
1: so really like to bring it back to Gus to finish off he must have really really understood the vision yeah to come aboard to that yeah absolutely he was you know is it fair to say is he the biggest name that
0: at um, that point would
1: he have been the biggest name
0: yeah career wise you could say had uh, Liam Brady before, um Alan Mullery in the seventies, Brian Clough very briefly, but uh, definitely the Dean era. Um I'd probably say yeah.
1: Following on from the great slade. I've
0: got a slade, yeah. I don't think anyone else had that kind of level career. That kind of pull. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Do you fancy the job? There's only one catering van. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your own lunch.
0: I mean, I I remember the the press box at at Wefdeen was absolutely diabolical. Right. And imagine it's really annoying that we I didn't go to college a year later because I imagine it's absolutely amazing at the Amex, but <laughs> it was it was very much an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. The press box at the team
1: Okay, so we're we're gonna stop there. Um. Yeah. Because for those of you that do know the story, it gets a lot more exciting. Yeah, from then onwards,
0: I'd say it's mostly been uphill, and now it's going to be a, a roller coaster.
1: I cannot wait. Yeah, right. We'll see you next week. Yeah, show at albinbeenandgone Yeah, thank you so much for all your many, many emails.
0: It's difficult to get through them all, to be honest. Well, I, I, I've. Obviously, we've had a shout out to our Belgian listener and got nothing back, but I now really want to hear from my Indonesian listener who binged eight episodes in one day a couple of weeks ago.
1: Well, this outro yeah. is for you. See you then. Bye.
0: and have to hang on with
1: 10 men and here come Palace now that's a nice pass into the area need to get a shot away there's the drive oh it's crept in sensational 90th minute put Palace ahead for the first time in the game with seconds remaining surely that's all three points for the visitors